Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am one half of the mega podcasting powers, Trip Lano. With me, as always, a man who always lets the Wookiee win. Never tell him the odds, because he's got a bad feeling about this. Knows it's a trap, and finds your lack of faith disturbing. The Macho Mandrew. Andrew Lano. What, like six ones? Six references? Well, I went and looked for, you know, best lines from Star Wars, and I was really disappointed because the official Star Wars site has, like, that weird cartoon that they put out and the oh, prequels. the Clone Wars cartoon? Yeah. It's amazing. Okay. Clone Wars cartoon's actually fantastic. Okay, but, like, is anybody searching for best lines from Star Wars and really hoping that the Clone Wars are going to show up? Like, no. OG trilogy or death. Okay. Like, if a quote from the movie we're about to talk about was in there, I would have been equally disappointed. Yeah, I would have... All, I would, well, that's different. This movie's garbage. But the, the Clone Wars is actually a really well-done show. I mean, you're probably right. My I, friends watch it, and they love it. I'm, I'm not saying your friends are stupid or anything. I'm just saying, like, I feel like if you're searching on Google for best Star Wars quotes, you want to get the Star Wars quotes, not Star Wars the Clone Wars cartoon. Fair enough. Also, Hallmark is doing an Admiral Akbar ornament this year, and it doesn't say it's a trap. Well, that's stupid. It doesn't say anything, thankfully. But that's still stupid. Yeah. If you want a, if you want a Christmas ornament of a fish monster, you want it because it says it's a trap. It's a trap. Yeah. And then I also had the idea. I did a Star Wars musical a few months ago, and after it closed, I went up to the director and I was like, "So." Is it just like a gross oversight that we didn't call our concession stand the Admiral Snack Bar? <laughs> and she was like, get out of my face. <laughs> Why didn't you bring that up before? I didn't think about it <laughs> until I was like, Admiral Snack... Because I jokingly called him Admiral Snack Bar. Because I like to make up stupid names for things, like Bubble Feet instead what? of Boba Fett. That's a terrible one. It's just dumb stuff. And I was like, you know, Admiral Snack Bar. <gasps> and I had the like, drop the cup moment in the movie. Well... You should have told your director earlier, obviously. But more importantly than that, let's get to some housekeeping things. Right. Real quick here off the bat. Actually, I want to do sort of a mini ad. Not an ad per se, but sort of a mini ad. While you're doing your holiday shopping this time of year, and frankly, this is probably a little late given that it's going to come out mid-December, but if you're doing your holiday shopping on Amazon... Is it going out next week? Next Monday? The 9th. Yeah, next Monday. That's like a third of December, I guess. Anyway, if you're doing your shopping on Amazon, if you start your Amazon orders at smile.amazon.com, you can pick a charity and they'll give a portion of your purchase to charity. So, like, free, easy way to give some things to some other places. Cool. I thought you were about to be like, go to <laughs> slash no. dissect the 80s. No. Die slash dissect no, the 80s. No, no, no. Don't make me bleep out all these advertisements. I love it. I like it when you bleep, though. <laughs> no, and, and I... <laughs> And a lot of uh, people have, like, affiliate links on Amazon. And, like, no disrespect to that, but I don't want you to give us money for that. Like, just give it some charity. Pick your favorite charity. I'm not even going to stump for a charity. I'll just smile at Amazon.com, pick a charity. Help help make the world a little bit better with your Christmas. Could you combine smile with Ebates? Probably not. So you can, like, donate. It'll be, like, smile.ebates.amazon.com. <laughs> and it'll be, like, Amazon's paying you and paying a charity to shop. I don't think that's how that works. Also, Amazon doesn't participate in Ebates. Oh, they don't? No, oh. not not usually. Anyway, anyway. So, if you want more from dissecting, the, I no, I just I all these things I screwed up. You are supposed to tell them who we are. We are dissecting the '80s, a fortnightly podcast, and every other week we dissect a piece of pop culture from our favorite decade, the, the 1980s. 1980s. Be it a movie, a TV show, or a pay per view event. Uh, if you want more from us, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dissectingthe80s. Instagram.com slash dissectingthe80s or dissectingthe80s on the app. Twitter.com slash dissectamania. 
or everything you'd ever want to know about us at dissectingthe80s.com. We're also continuing our promotion. If you review the show and I remember to check it on the app, I will read your review on the air. So what are three reviews so far? Yep. If you would, So the next 97 reviews. Yep. In fact, you know, I may we may extend it past 100. I'm I'm just saying. That's lofty. I, it is, but I'm just if we, for our first 100 reviews, if you review the show, I will read it on the air. So Go to iTunes, review the show, and write whatever you want, and give us whatever star rating you want, but just go do it. Did that one review from that one irate fan ever come through? No. Did, did, that, did that fan ever figure out how to fix it? No. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. We had a really angry review that got eaten by the iTunes monsters, and I never got to read it on the air. So uh, if you're out there, angry fan, you know, try again, I guess. If you review the show, I will read it on the air. Not asking for five stars, although, hey, I'm not going to be upset if you like us that much, but write your review and we'll read it on the air. Also, if you're my friend, because you gave the you gave the drink promotion. Yes, I will. If you are my friend and you review the show, I will buy you a drink. I don't know, or if I know you, I guess if I know you as a human and you review the show. No, I, I my promotion on on my own personal Facebook was trying to get people to listen to the show and just saying, you know, if you if you listen to the show and you don't get a laugh out of it, I'll buy you a drink. But if you're listening to this, you're presumably already aware of such a promotion. Yeah, exactly. So I was I was throwing out an extra promotion, a three a triple promotion podcast. <laughs> One other quick note: dissecting the eighties has made a friend, the Drunken Dork Podcast. This is Tom. This is Jake. And this is Travis. And we are the Drunken Dork Podcast. Tune in every week and listen to us discuss the finer points on superheroes, the latest pop culture news, as well as all of our favorite moves. You can listen to us on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or the Stitcher app for Android. And be sure to catch up on all of our episodes by visiting us over at www.drunkendorkpodcast.wordpress.com. And remember, folks, you have one liver. Ruin it well. Well, I think it's time to get into Ewoks, the, the battle, battle for Endor. Endor. You know what that means. We gotta go back, Marty. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your Ewoks, Marty. Something's gotta be done about your Ewoks. <laughs> when the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. Oh, yeah. Great Scott. Queen of the crop. Oh, yeah. Mega power, yeah! When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. We are celebrating, of course, all things Star Wars, thanks to Episode 7's release. And as a way of doing that, we said, well, we have to figure out a tie-in. So we thought long and hard, and we had a long conversation about whether we could do an episode about Empire or Jedi. And in retrospect, I wish we had chosen to do that. Even from just a watch, an enjoyable watching experience. Right. So I really wish we had done like hot takes about Jedi where we both watched it and hated it or something. But mm-hmm. we instead watched the made-for-television sequel... Ewoks. To the first Ewok movie. <laughs> That's right. There were two, count them, two Ewok movies. And they, those themselves were sequels to the animated series. The Ewoks animated series? I believe so. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they, they were that both the live actions were sequels to the animated. Can we, can we, get, a, can we get a Google check on that? Because that seems like... Can we ask the internet machine? Because I think... I feel like that seems crazy. No, I'm pretty sure I read that. Because oftentimes when I'm watching what we watch for the podcast... I find myself just going on to Wikipedia and be like, please 
distract me from what I'm watching. I'm not even aware that there was an Ewoks animated series. I knew that there was one with C-3PO and R2-D2. We actually watched it on the anniversary. We watched this on the exact 30th anniversary of its original release, which was around the time of Thanksgiving, 1985. I'm not sure what day of the week it actually aired back then, because I couldn't be bothered to look such a thing up. But we watched it on its actual anniversary date, which was kind of amusing. And then quickly we realized that 30-year-old content exclusively based around Ewoks, a little bit tough to sit through, even if Wilford Brimley is a major part of this thing. Oh, um, we all... it's Okay, the animated series came after these two. Uh, so the, this was this so was, popular it generated yeah, another product. This was a sequel to the first and this was <laughs> this preceded the uh Star Wars Ewoks 1985 to 1987. That's impressive. If I known that I probably if I known about that show I probably would have suggested we do like, Oh my a, god, a 22 minute Well, but I would have said maybe we do one episode of Droids and one episode of Ewoks and just mush them together. Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah. Woulda coulda shoulda. I guess we watched yeah. this instead. Or just we could have written Star Wars. <laughs> Well, let's talk about it. So, oh, we could, Star Tours was 1987, so we technically could have just written Star Tours and talked about that. Well, the new Star Tours is dead. I know, but... We have to get in a time machine to do that. Stop. Anyway, this is a sequel to a movie that we didn't watch, and they don't care if you watch that sequel or that first movie or not. No. They are... No, rather... They do. They just assume that you watched it because there is no effort made to make, catch you up on what's happened before and who these people are. Well, I would imagine that when this aired, they aired the first one right before it. Oh, that's a decent thought. But see, that will put you in a weird time because, you know, this is probably going on at 8. It's running 8 to 10. Mm-hmm. So that means you're running that movie from 6 to 8. 6.30 to 8, probably. Yeah, that's a rough time slot. So I assumed you would get, uh, you know, previously on Ewoks montage but no instead they're just like here's this little girl who's like a crappy shirley temple and her dad who's the principal from ferris bueller or sorry the breakfast club not ferris bueller's day off and very different people and well spielberg got not spielberg lucas got this idea because he watched heidi with his daughter <laughs> and was like huh was that for the original or for this one i it may be the original but i i know in the development of this one at least that because I have no recollection of, of I don't know that I've ever seen Heidi, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't involve Heidi running off because her parents were murdered and then hanging out with an old man and his weird dog pet. We watched. We are very differently familiar with Heidi. <laughs> I mean, pretty much all I know <laughs> Heidi about is the NFL connection. Um, the what? They aired. They cut off an end of a football game in the fifties. It's like a notorious thing called the Heidi game. They cut off the end of a like tie game with one team driving down to win. They cut off the end of the game to play Heidi, and it caused like a giant uproar. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. We're hanging out with Wicket the Ewok, and Sindel is her name. Sindel. Sindel. Wicket is actually in. I think all the Ewoks are in the original. And but I thought Wicket also was in Jedi. No, that's what I mean. Like. The original, the movies, all those Ewoks' names are in, or maybe I don't think they were named. My Star Wars nerd friend is probably yelling at me in my head. I mean, I'm right sure, now. I'm sure there's an extended universe novel where like all the Ewoks have a name and they do all this stuff, but like I couldn't be cared. I, I think, but I think all those, they reuse the same Ewoks essentially. Right. They for just this. stick, you know, you have the costumes around. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wicked was in there and I think another one that she talked about, I was like, oh yeah, I remember hearing about him. Yeah, I knew the name Wicket, so I assume that he must be named in the other one, because that's the only way I would know it, as I've not seen these, this movie before. Although, technically, they, they don't say Ewoks in the movie. No, they don't. But it probably said it on the character card. And the that's why. Figure. That's how they did it. Yeah. Anyway, so we've got this 
weird ominous fog. This girl and her brother are like hanging out in the woods doing stuff. And then there's like weird ominous fog that rolls in and then fire. And we see that her village is on fire. So he, she and her brother go. Not her. It's, it's Wicked's village. She doesn't live there. I thought she lived there. She crashed there and they've been hanging out. Oh, okay. It's kind of a Swiss Family Robinson thing. Uh, okay. Well, they are living there then. Mm-hmm. But it, no, I, I mean, like, like it's not her homestead. They're but, trying to leave, but they're hanging out with Wicket and Co. Okay, so there's like a because apparently old... the Ewoks are just like crash landing, like the the place to crash land and be crash landed. Yeah, I think crash landed upon. Yeah, yeah, I think to so. see and be seen in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> you need to go to Endor. <laughs> On Andor, the place to see and be seen by the Star Wars elite. This year's hottest fashion is rags fashioned from animals you've killed yourself, directly from the forests of Endor. Wrapped around your head, much like a hooded scarf. And forget your lasers and other assorted high-tech future weapons, we're using rocks and leather straps. And also, bow and arrow. (laughs) Oh, my God. Just a reminder that the end of the Star Wars trilogy is that the Mighty Empire was defeated by a bunch of teddy bears with rocks. Yeah. Just just a, a group of people that had a laser capable of destroying an entire planet lost to a bunch of teddy bears armed with rocks. And then 30 years later, they tried to convince us that would happen again with Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Your laser robot suits were defeated <laughs> by uh, a tree. I, sure, I can't even talk about Avatar anymore because every time I do, I think of my buddy Chris, who like lost his shit about that movie because the big mech suit that the evil bad guy has in it, like he mm-hmm. loses his gun, and the mech suit has like a giant knife in the handle or in the hip, like a hip holster. Yeah, and then it like pulls it out and starts having a knife fight, <laughs> which is the stupidest thing in the history of the universe. But it's what they do with mech suits a lot also Mm -hmm. see also pacific rim yeah that was your big problem with pacific rim third act knife out of nowhere what why would that be a thing anyway let's talk about this dumb movie instead of that those dumb movies (laughs) the child actress they have playing sindel is not nearly as charming or precocious as they think she is no she is really not not great not great at all she's kind of like a mall kid like the kids that get quote-unquote discovered at the mall and they're like, you can be a model. And like, the kid has no talent, but they just take their money anyways. <laughs> she she reminds me of the character that What's Her Face does in SNL right now, where she does like five variations. Kate McKinnon? No, no, no. The the redhead. Oh, her. I don't know her name. Vanessa. Vanessa, Vanessa Bayer. Bayer does like. I had to think about the <laughs> their their songs where they all say their name in the beginning. <laughs> Vanessa. Uh, Vanessa Bayer does like five variations on the same character which is kind of annoying to me but she's like the oh my god i hope i get it like she does that really precocious kid mm-hmm. acting thing and this girl's like a half a step below that i feel like she's barely half yeah a step. like her she got one foot on each step basically yeah. but there are a couple of things i will say drawing some positives i liked a couple of the set design things here uh the bad guys who have come into the ewok village and are wreaking havoc are trying to kidnap somebody. And so the way they do it is they essentially have a police paddy wagon fashioned out of the rib cage of a large animal, mm-hmm. like a brontosaurus size rib. Oh cage. yeah. The, the, the production design is fantastic in this movie. Yeah. And there's also these weird bracelets that all of the girl and her family have that are basically the bracelets or watches from Goldeneye. I was going to say, it's kind of like the hunger games where it's where it, like the light beeps and you know, someone's dead. <laughs> and then the cannon fire. But it had like the multicolored health orange and yellow gradient health bar just like Goldeneye. 
Oh, but it was but there was one for each member of her family as well. Oh, I thought there was a grading health bar. Maybe maybe I'm getting. I think they were both somehow okay. <laughs> because she was able to go. My mother is dead. Just oh, like that. Okay. Oh, and that was her reaction to her mother dying. Also. Yeah. <laughs> Mom and brother are dead. Right. She gets completely orphaned really quickly. <laughs> and no, and she's very okay with it. She she doesn't seem to be bothered at all by the fact that her whole family is dead. Mom, mm-hmm. and she watches her dad get killed. Yeah. Like that no, she, only and only because she didn't listen to him. He said, "Run and don't turn. Just keep running and don't turn back." Right. She takes three steps and instantly turns around. <laughs> and I was like, "This is why you die." She didn't even get up to full speed. No. <laughs> and so the dad is trying to do something to their ship and the evil witch because. There's magic in this? Yeah. Like, what the hell? The Not force, the force. It's magic. The force is already enough that we don't need to start throwing it. Like, couldn't she have just been a force mastress? A Jedi? You mean? Well, I was assuming she wouldn't necessarily be a Jedi, because Jedis are good people. Oh, okay. the Sith also do that, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. So she could have just been part of the Empire? I mean, like, if you think about it in terms of, say, a Harry Potter, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. magic in that world, and some people use it for good, and some people use it for evil. There's also a guy that just, like, uses magic to make hats. Yeah. So she could just be one of those people. Like, she just uses the force to make her life different. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> she's got, like, a sweet bakery where she has 50 things stirring because she's force-stirring all these things. I don't know. It's like the Weasley's house? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's exactly what I... Like, that's the part of Star Wars that they've never explored that I'd be super interested in. Because not everything in life is a huge, giant, epic battle. Like, assumably, a Jedi who is at home on, like, a, I don't know, watching watching uh, space football, is like, I need another beer. And he, like, force opens the door and, like, floats a beer over to himself. Mm-hmm. I'd be doing that. I would totally be doing that. Yeah. I wouldn't move ever again. <laughs> You'd just be a Wally I'd be, person. I'd be, I would be in a Professor in a professor X floaty chair <laughs> and force float myself around everywhere. Yeah, like, you don't even have those... St- you could feed yourself without picking your hands out of your pockets. Mm-hmm. In a cold day, the Your muscles best. would just atrophy within, like, two hours. <laughs> Think about, like, you know when it's, like, really cold, you're under a blanket, and mm-hmm. you don't, it's so cold you don't want to get your hand out to give yourself a drink? You yeah. just float the drink to your mouth. <laughs> it would be perfect. <laughs> just live your life in a cocoon. Your eye muscles would be the only muscles that could move anymore. <laughs> well, I don't know. Some people have to use the force with their hands, so maybe that wouldn't be the most effective... Uh, I mean, under the blanket, theoretically. I, don't, I assume a cotton blanket or a wool blanket is not going to stop with a force. That's the thing they never told you in the movie. <laughs> you. If you wear a glove, you're totally boned. If you just throw a wool blanket over Darth Vader, <laughs> yeah, it's, instantly he's... That, he's Vader's he's gloves are like a specially made force It's force like touchscreen gloves? Yeah, exactly. Gloves. <laughs> They're force gloves. And he, if he had the wrong material, he'd be totally done for. Who gave me the wrong gloves today? <laughs> Talking. Was it you? And then you see his weird, creepy bare hands, <laughs> robot hands, and they're like, oh, no. That's another thing, actually, I've never thought about. He uses the force even though he's got robot hands. Does he have robot hands? Yeah, he loses all of his arms and legs. That's the end of Revenge of the Sith. Spoilers. Sith. Oh, I don't... I mean, I didn't know I was in the prequels. At the end of Revenge of the Sith, he's got all his arms and legs cut off, and he's laying on the lava, and he goes, no! No. Okay. No, yeah. it's not cool. It's whiny. That's why it's terrible. Oh. It's not. No. It's no. All up there. It's garbage. No. Just no. like the rest of those stupid movies. I know. Those movies are, sh- are weird because they took Natalie Portman, who's a very talented actress, and Hayden Christensen, who's a very competent actor, and they're giving, like, ho- for some reason, these two 
normally good actors are just garbage. Natalie Portman is like 11 in those movies, so I give some slack for the fact she's that... She's not 11, is she? She's very young. I thought she was a teenager. Oh, at, at the, I thought she was like 20s. No, I think, she now? I think she's only like five years older than me, maybe. Really? I, I could be completely wrong about that, but she started acting... She was in Leon the Professional when she was like a child, child. Yeah, she was like a, a wee baby. So I think she's probably like in her early teens at the time of the prequels. I would, I would think so. I mean, we could look then. this up, but I think she's, I think she's younger than that. But... The other problem with the prequels is that it's just intergalactic C-SPAN. Yeah, I know. There's like there's a good two hours of that six hours and change of movies. It's like, ah, galactic senate hearing. <laughs> like, wh- wh- what? <laughs> no, why would anyone want to watch? It's like, oh, but there's ETs there. No, sorry. Cute, but stupid. Yeah, dumb, dumb. Two hours of trade negotiations with racist caricatures? Die in a fire, George. <laughs> Get out of here. That's too t- busy wiping his ass with $100 bills. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you can, why not? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> just so no one else can use them. Exactly. He doesn't even flush them. He just has a big pile in his backyard of poopy $100 bills. <laughs> and then when he fires people, that's how they collect their severance. Oh, that's brilliant and gross. <laughs> it's, he's got the, uh, the, the trash compactor room mm-hmm. and just full of poopy $100 bills. Ew. <laughs> and he's like... Uh, go ahead and, and go go fishing. I forgot that's how he sounds. You get you get like uh like six minutes in the compactor room of poopy hundred dollar bills. Or you could do one of those. We really squid- turned George Lucas into a horrible monster. <laughs> yeah. In reality, he just is a guy who lost touch, which is what happens yeah. to a lot of creative types. <laughs> I was gonna picture it was more like the million dollar sticky from Matilda. Where they get another sticky? They get in the wind tube. Oh, with the poopy hundreds. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> that's, that's why they far, stick to them. That's far worse. Oh god! All right, we should talk about this dumb movie instead. Uh, so magic happens, and this because it's, it's it's beyond the force. Oh, it's way beyond the force. Because I don't think you can turn. I don't think you can like transmogrify yourself into a raven with the force. <laughs> also, wh- why are there ravens in the Star Wars universe? We've never seen any non-weird yeah. creatures before, but suddenly we just have regular birds. <laughs> normal birds. <laughs> are there really no other normal birds? I, there's not. It's not like there's dogs running around in Star Wars. That's true. I wish he had turned into that like gross Jewish caricature that used to own Anakin in the prequels. Wow. Yeah, she just turns into that guy and like. Hovers two S- feet off Sebulba, the ground. Sebulba, I think, is his name. Uh, sure. Sebulba. You can say any <laughs> any syllables at me. And I'm like, yeah, that probably sounds no, right. It's, it's definitely Sebulba. Yeah. Just a nightmare. All mm-hmm. of it. It's just every... But that's the other... Like, I, I watched a video that was basically saying, like, all the racist stuff in, in Star Wars 1. Mm-hmm. Prequel 1, rather. And it's like, what? The, Sebulba is, is a racist Jewish person. Like, down to the hook nose and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Jar Jar Binks is obviously a blackface character, and then there's a bunch of like Asian guys who oh, do that, yeah. like, like, uh, but not like that. It's worse. It's more like there they, are those characters. Those are exist in the original, the Ridge Tridge, right? The sort of they're like round, squishy face. I don't, I don't remember hearing an Asian stereotype. It's been a while since I watched the original trilogy, but they have the like wispy sort of beard looking thing like the oh they look like the fish monster looking things no 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 it they're they're wearing kimonos and they have slanty eyes and they have like wispy beards yeah i thought they were vaguely fishy and they're basically andy rooney in breakfast at tiffany's mickey rooney mickey rooney <laughs> andy rooney is that old guy from 60 minutes isn't he yes yes, <laughs> yes he is you know what really grinds my gears this darth vader fella i you know you, there's a whole galaxy out there and you're just out blowing up planets 
Well, someone. Well, you've heard that someone recut the the original trilogy and muted Jar Jar Binks and gave him like an alien language, yeah, and subtitles, and they're like, it's so much more watchable <laughs> if it's just sort of like, yeah, and like, what are you doing? Yeah, instead of being like, yeah, like, oh sweet Jesus, oh God, who greenlit that? <laughs> Yeah, that goes on the long list we've compiled of, like, it's It's really- more than one person to make a movie, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's not just one dude walks into a room with a camera and is like, so go. But I think in this case, because George owned the 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 whole shebang, like, obviously a studio financed it, but George owned all of the characters and everything. He had the all that. I think he probably had more control than anyone ever has. And I'm sure the studio ex- execs were like, whatever, it's Star Wars. We're not going to get yeah. involved. But I can't believe that he came in and was like, uh, okay, so our our new character is uh, Jar Jar Binks. And he's basically Al Jolson and the jazz singer, complete with blackface. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's what we're going to go with. And they're like, go go for it, George. Way whatever. To go. Another Homer. Another home run. How many toys are you going to make of him? As they pop crystal <laughs> and like drink out of Stormtrooper helmets. <laughs> oh, oh, you're going to make 19 Jar Jar action figures. Awesome. Yeah, we'll take all that money. Thank you, please. Go ahead. And have you seen the the Force Awakens trailer with him added to it? <laughs> I it's have it. Beautiful. He's just like stumbling through the back. Yeah, they just like added him in randomly. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look that up. Or someone said that Kylo Ren is actually Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> There's also an, uh, an alt theory out there. Lisa gonna avenge Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> There's also an alt theory floating around that Jar. I, I like that we've turned this into the Jar Jar Binks hour. The, There's well, not much to talk about this movie. I wrote seven notes well, for this. Movie. You didn't take very good notes. Obviously, I have a, a page plus. But Jar Jar is actually secretly a Sith Lord, and he's a plant in. That's why he keeps screwing everything up. But he screws everything up in a way that is ridiculous like he drops a gun and gets wrapped, wrapped around his foot and he like stumbles and he kills like nine clone troopers mm-hmm. which would take ridiculous use of the force or just sheer crazy ass luck so i like the idea that george thought that far ahead he didn't by the way just spoiler alert, his most complex thought is red equals bad and blue equals good <laughs> also he just lifts everything from old samurai movies and the bumbling master is a pretty standard i don't know if it's a standard samurai trope but it exists anyway let's get back to our ewok friends see what they're so raven she turns into that so raven yes you nasty <laughs> so i wish she turned into that now that i'm saying that out loud i wish she turned into that so raven <laughs> somebody edit that somebody edit her turning into raven simone like <laughs> she twists her little ring glows red and all of a sudden it's raven simone <laughs> being sassy yeah just sassing her way around i don't i've never actually seen that show but based on title alone i assume she's sassy she's sassy as hell <laughs> yeah nasty is like her catchphrase <laughs> Oh, I would totally watch a super cut of this that was just like every line of hers replaced with Raven Simone going, you nasty. But not new Raven. New Raven's kind of like no, I on want, the crazy I want, bandwagon. I want child Raven. I want young I, I want Raven. that so Raven. The bad guys, ha- or yeah, the bad guys have those cloth wrapped guns, which always make no sense to me. What do you mean? Uh, it's just something you don't, uh, they have just, their guns are all wrapped in cloth to make them look old or beaten up or whatever. Oh, I didn't notice that. And then. They had a cool design too. They did. And then there's a ridiculous escape that gets into a cave. Oh, yeah, because they figure, for some reason, the bottom of the cage that they're in, the paddy wagon cage they're in, is a floorboard. It's yeah. a floorboard. Not like, it's not separate, it's like a solid, like, right up against each other floorboard for some reason. And they realize they can break it apart. And like, you are too big. Because they speak very broken English. Yes. Um, they also don't blink, which I forgot how creepy that was. You know, honestly, I didn't notice it like five minutes into this. I stopped, it stopped, it stopped bothering me. 
I, I the whole time I was like, Ooh, they're dead cold eyes. Because <laughs> the rest of their faces are pretty expressive. Mm-hmm. Do you know that's one of the things he CGI'd into Jedi? After they, they blink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they like rip open the cage that they're being transported in, and they say their Ewoks are too big, so Sindel's gonna have to drop through. But also, Wicket, sure, can fit yeah. somehow. <laughs> Just that one Ewok was too big. They're, they're le- all pretty fat. <laughs> they're leaving him behind. Ewok is like Wicket's like the after. <laughs> so they, but they're kind of in a caravan of other bone cage, right? Paddy wagons. They are not the end of the paddy wagon cavalcade. So they drop through, down, and they start. They just walk casually out from the back and to the left into the field. And I was, no one saw that. Apparently not. None of the thousands of uh, fishy lizard monsters. At least a hundred. At least a hundred. No one saw that? Let's talk about that, actually. The villains in this movie are basically the Planet of the Apes people. But lizards. Fishy-like. But shaved. Yeah, they're like a fishy Planet of the Apes people. That's pretty accurate. It's very strange looking. I don't know that I'd seen them in any other Star Wars thing before this. I'm mm-hmm. sure someone's going to chime in and tell me how they had their own novel in the expanded universe yeah. or something. My friend's going to be like, excuse me. Again, there are three movies, and that's all the time I have. Yeah. If I'm drunk enough, maybe there's six movies. No, never again. Never again. I would watch the version where they cut all three of those movies into two hours, but... That'd be great. Or yeah. three. I would say three hours. One hour from each movie. No, I think then you're getting you're getting Galactic C-SPAN back in there at that point. I don't think you are. Those first two movies are just two hours of Senate hearings. That's, that's the thing that everyone forgot. It's just a two-hour Senate hearing with some flashbacks. So, <laughs> this is the point. We're about 20, 25 minutes into this, mm-hmm. and we're having the discussion of, like, should we turn this off and pick something else? Because because I was like, oh, we gotta be like, we're halfway through this movie, right? Yeah, and then we're not even a third of the way through when and, we touch the when we touch the computer. <laughs> and the real problem here is that this girl is not a great actress, which is fine. Like a lot of kid actors aren't great. That's the pro- people forget when they're like, oh, the character's actually supposed to be a lot younger. But yeah, however, when you cast young child actors, they're bad. Right? They're generally very bad. Yeah, and even the ones that people like, I often find precocious in a weird way. Like everybody got real excited about the code of fanning and i mm. not, i'm not trying to like shit on an eight-year-old breslin is the only one only child actor that i didn't that i've never been like ugh. yeah but i only really remember one child performance of her and then zombie land like i'm sure she did other movies she did signs in little miss sunshine it was her one between little miss sunshine and and it's possible but because um, that was like a pretty good gap but then she was like a teenager and i'm sorry mm-hmm. yeah all right i'll give you both of those that that she's okay in both of them but like most child actors are not great and so the way you make a movie is you have like a bunch of adults around and then the child actor doesn't have to carry the movie. And in this case, they were like, we're going to have a child actor and a puppet that doesn't blink who, or speak <laughs> English. And that's going to be the whole movie. I guess we'll get Wilford Brimley in there sometime. <laughs> and then because you have Wilford Brimley, we also have to have another character that doesn't talk. So mm-hmm. now we have two puppets, a it's child, a, and diabetes himself. It's like weird labyrinth fraggle friend. Yes. It looked like a what, cross exactly between what it labyrinth was. and fraggle. Absolutely. It was definitely a leftover Henson creature that they made for Fraggle Rock, didn't get in. Adjusted it for labyrinth, also didn't, didn't make it. In. And they threw, on some, they threw him in an outfit. We're like, screw it. Put him in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Lucas isn't going to be paying attention. It's fine. <laughs> Lucas, <laughs> Lucas gave us the idea and the title, and that was it. <laughs> you saw what we did with those Ewoks? It's fine. Go. Go, go, go. So that is the oh, she huge also got problem kidnapped by a dragon. We forgot that part. Yeah, well I was that was that was actually my next oh. note. Yeah. Because Wicked has a fight with a stop motion dragon creature that's 
pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's very Ray Harryhausen, uh, Jason the Argonauts type stop motion, which is which is fun. Uh, he throws a rock and that doesn't do anything. And then he throws a torch and then the thing gets. No, she mad. throws a torch. She throws the torch. Yeah, she picks up the torch and throws it. Okay. And then the dragon, like, absconds with her. Yeah, it claws her in the face and grabs her and runs. And so Wicket grabs a... A hang glider. A very handily located hang glider. Of course he had a friggin' hang glider. Why the dragon had a hang glider Not is... a dragon. Why yeah. he, Wicket made it. He made that? Yeah. When did he make a hang glider? I don't know. Because they were running through the thing, through the cave from the people, and they got to the end of the cave and looked down, and it was like a billion foot drop. Right. And so she went, oh, no... What do we do? Oh, God, I do remember that. Did he really make... He I, made a hang glider. I Wicked, must have... <laughs> Wicket made a hang glider. <laughs> That's really fun. Like, I totally missed that. I, I must have been looking at my phone and trying to decide whether we should keep watching I the movie. I think we could, we had this discussion during the movie, too. You're like, why was there a hang glider? And I was like, Wicket made it, Trip. <laughs> I guess I wasn't looking Obby. at the screen. Yeah. Well, well, there goes all my credibility for making jokes at the expense of this, because clearly I didn't watch every frame. <laughs> so he hang glides somehow above the dragon and yeah. drops the thing on its head. Yes. So then it drops her. So he, I don't know if this is a hang glider or like a personal chopper or a drone. It was basically the thing in Howard the Duck. Essentially. Because all of a sudden. Also a George Lucas thing. That's where he got George, the idea. Yeah. So uh, so Wicket takes a sharp nosedive and goes to collect this, like scoop her up. But she crashes through the glidey part of the hang glider. And puts a big old hole in it, and he catches her in his arms, and they come plummeting to earth. <laughs> and they, but they don't like plummet like they should plummet. They sort of float to earth. They glide. Yeah, they glide with a like, hole in the hang glider, mm-hmm. the size of a child. <laughs> it's a human child. It's a child hole, but like an eighties child. So she's skinny. Yeah, yeah. it's not a twenty fifteen <laughs> neck down, neck down <laughs> six o'clock news child. Uh, by the way, future T-shirt. <laughs> It's just going to be, the church is going to say, six o'clock news and an arrow pointing down. <laughs> Only sold in size 3X and above. Yeah, right? Uh, I'll be the model for that shirt on the website. <laughs> Belted. Andrew Belted like two. <laughs> that and bag of soup. <laughs> yeah. Bag of soup. <laughs> That's the future t-shirt. Mega pasta powers. Bag of soup. <laughs> Neck down six o'clock news. <laughs> Catch me, catch me in the six o'clock news from the neck down. <laughs> so they crash in the woods, and there's this other tiny creature that shows up. It's fast. The, the labyrinth fraggle creature. Fraggle, fraggle-rinth? Fragrinth. Fraggle-labyrinth? Mm, that's a bit much. Frabrinth? Fabrinth. Fabrinth? Fabrinth? Fabrinth. That's where we're going. So the Frabrinth creature comes out, and his superpower is that he can run really fast. Okay, why does he have a superpower? <laughs> You say that as though, like, his superpower, her superpower is this. No, he's the only one with a superpower in this world. Right, but also the witch has magic, so... Only because she has the ring, though. <laughs> Remember that she loses that ring, and she's a human. She's a regular person again. I don't know. It doesn't make a lick of sense to me why either of these things exist, that he just was like, oh... Oh, yeah, throw in some magic, and... Uh, that was a terrible George. I lost it. You lost it. <laughs> throw in some magic, and uh, also this creature can run really fast for no reason. So he takes them to this cottage. But he understands English, by the way. This doesn't little creature it. doesn't speak English, but con- 100% completely understands English. But that's actually common. Like, I work with I work with someone who... I want to say they are, their lineage is Persian, and they can't speak Farsi. They can speak like lim- lim- very limited, but they can completely understand it. Right, but that's like a human, and, <laughs> and 
this is a woodland creature. So this is the frabrinth. <laughs> this is a frabrinth creature and an Ewok. So I'm not sure how much exposure to English they had in their lives. But well, I would Wicket assume- only knows English because of Sindel. Which yeah. is the nerdiest sentence I think I've ever said. <laughs> How did you find that out? Because they say it on Wikipedia. <laughs> so the other the other Ewoks understand English but can't speak it, mm-hmm. like like your real life example. But the Ewoks, as far as we know, they speak. The rest of them speak like ba- like kindergarten English, and Wicket speaks like third grade English. Yeah, oh, not even kindergarten English. Pretty it's cool. like learning to speak English, baby. It's muzzy. It's like it's like two year old English. Like yeah. like they have words but not quite sentences. That bothered me through this whole thing. That, that she's just like, oh, we need to get out of here, and the Ewoks are like, oh, dip, 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 dip. okay, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. go, got it, go. So he takes them back. The, uh, the Frabrinth creature takes them back to a cabin, Mister Tumnus's house, essentially. <laughs> yes, very much Mister Tumnus's house, and it's a mess. And so they decide, like, oh, if this house is a mess. Clearly, no one lives here, which is the opposite of what I would think. Yeah, I would think whoever lives here must be angry, <laughs> or just like, leave. or just isn't real great at hygiene and and cleanliness. So. You know, whatever judgments you want to make for that. But instead, they're like, oh, we'll just make some dinner. If no one lives here, this could be our house now, Wicket. That's exactly how she reads her lines. I'm, that's why I'm doing it. I know. So I, just, I just am letting people know that that's 100% <laughs> accurate line reading. Like, if I dropped in a clip, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between the two. I wish you could. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to drop in a clip. Maybe I will. If nobody lives here anymore, we can clean up and this could be our house. So she makes porridge. Yeah, and cookies. Muffins. Muffins, that's right. Not, not cookies. And then Wilford Brimley comes home all, all grumpy. Crotchety as yeah, hell. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Grumpy Pants. Does he have diabetes at this point? <laughs> maybe he's, that's why. He's Maybe he's like just learning about He's it. got space beaters, which <laughs> is like, it's tougher because, you know, he can't get all the medication he needs. There's no Liberty Medical when you, when in space. When you prick your finger for the test, it just goes, it floats out in Right, space. right. And there's no Liberty Medical, so the supply cost is astronomical. Mm-hmm. So and also a really limited amount of Quaker oats, so really a struggle for for old Brimster. And Brimstone. He is like, "What the hell? Get out of my house, you weird teddy bear creature and child!" So they run outside and they go like eight feet from the house. They do, and it's sort of it's sort of like when a little kid runs away from yeah. home, and they get to the mailbox. They go to the ba- or they just go to the backyard. And they're like, "This is fine. <laughs> this is far enough. This is my home now." <laughs> I, I got a tent. It's got it's got Power Rangers on. They it. don't even have a tent. They have they just sit on a log, and it, Wicket awkwardly cuddles her. Yeah, because he's shorter than she is. Yes, so it's very awkward that he like holds her in a very comforting. <laughs> well, way. also his arms are six inches long because yeah. it's a weird puppet. So or weird costume rather because there's a person in there, and so. She's like, I'm cold, and he cuddles her, and she's like, that's better, except it wouldn't be. No. His hand is, like, between her shoulder blades, (laughs) so she's got to, like, crunch herself down like a tin can (laughs) in a a junkyard and be like, okay. (laughs) And then they cut to Brimley inside eating this porridge, and he's doing, like, Tony Soprano breathing, where it's like, you ran really far, but then you can't breathe out of your mouth, so it's like... And I realize that's really unpleasant for people to listen to, so I'm not going to do it anymore. But that's exactly what the Brimster does. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is, the, this is the best muffin I ever ate. This porridge is delicious. And he's like, like what, what ingredients was in his house? <laughs> right. And he's like, I'm going to get some more porridge. I would think if I had access to like three ingredients in my life, I would learn to make everything I could with those three ingredients. Yeah, this little girl was there for six minutes and she got porridge and muffins happening. And he's clearly, <laughs> I guess he just eats leaves or something. I'm not, You're an adult man. 
take care of yourself. You have a fabric creature. Like you have, you have a reason to live. You're not that lonely. Yeah. And so she makes this stuff and she's outside and Brimley goes to get more porridge and the fabric creature puts all of the muffins into a weird pouch that I'm not sure is part of his body or a bag that he has. And I'm still not sure. Kangaroo. It could have been a kangaroo situation. I don't know. And they, Brimley's good old will fire and brimstone is like, don't you take those muffins outside of those. That was was super. (laughs) The most Nixon I've ever been. (laughs) Write it down, folks. Uh, He's like, don't take those muffins outside of those kids. And like turns away to the stove. And, mm, pretty good porridge. and he goes out his little doggy door, gives them muffins, and Brimley looks at him through the window, yes. seeing him do the muffins, turns back to the stove, and he runs back in the room, Yes, and Brimley's just cool with it. Well, Brimley obviously said, it don't was, take them the muffins, so that he would take them the muffins, is what the I got from that. But it's very poorly executed. Well, that's because Wil- Wilford doesn't have superpowers. Also, we're watching Ewoks spinoff movie number two. So the prelude level of, to the animated the, series. The level of give a shit was dangerously low. <laughs> yeah. So they come back in because Wilfred's like a change of heart, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You can stay here for one night." And he's like, "Here." And they just lay on the floor. <laughs> Not even a pillow. <laughs> he doesn't give them a pillow or a blanket. They just lay on the floor <laughs> like a like a dirt floor. <laughs> it's the dirt floor. <laughs> she it's... puts her hands underneath her head like a <laughs> like a fake sleep pose <laughs> and shits her pillow. <laughs> It's um, the stupidest thing. I was in like, the world. at least sleep on Wicket's belly. <laughs> like he's soft and fluffy, right? Like Wicket should be, you know, giving up a leg, form of yeah. blanket yeah. and pillow. She just puts her hands on her head and is like, oh, good night, and just sleeps instantly. <laughs> and she wakes up with a nightmare, and Brimley gets like all like it's hard. This relationship is horrifying. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that now. <laughs> The relationship between Sindel and Wilford Brimley is gross. <laughs> so she has a nightmare. She's like, figured out. And her family is dying again in front of her. <laughs> yes. And, and Wilford's like, what's, what's wrong with you? Oh, it's just a nightmare. It's fine. Here, here, just get in the bed. It's nice he and comfortable. Scoops her up and puts her in the bed and then picks up Wicket and sticks him in the bed. <laughs> and then it just goes and sits in a chair and goes back to sleep. Yeah. Like, why did you turn into kindly old grandma? She was on the floor with no blanket and you did not give a <laughs> shit. Nothing. Two hours later, you're like, Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. You were you, he tucks them in three hours ago. You were yelling at her for starting a fire to keep warm, <laughs> but she was going to burn down the forest. Smokey the bear now, <laughs> and then he tucks them in like he just he pulls a blanket up to their chins and he just goes over and lumbers his way to a chair, <laughs> like touches their head gingerly, yeah, and then plops himself into a chair, and goes back to sleep. It's the weirdest character character turn I've ever seen. Yeah. So they're out doing something the next day, and Wilford comes in with. Two cots that he made himself. <laughs> and he's like, well, I guess, Fabrinth, you can have one. I made them for them. They were thought they were going to stick around. But <laughs> and come to find out, the little girl has been kidnapped. No, they're picking flowers. Wait, what? Because they make the pie. Remember flower pie? Oh, yeah. She gets kidnapped this, the next day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she makes we flower pie. We have to have another day with Wilford. <laughs> That's right. We'll take take over flower pie. So they come back. He's like, I don't know if they're coming back. And so she comes in like, look what we picked you. And it's, they're both holding a bunch of flowers that are kind of like, you can get nicer flowers, guys. <laughs> I mean, here, yes. I don't know what the flower stitch is like in a door. No, I mean, I meant production crew. Oh, like y- production yeah. design crew. You guys can get better flowers. But isn't it supposed to be like a little kid picking shitty flowers? Isn't that what we're going for here? Oh, maybe. I don't know. And so she goes, 
it, well, there was definitely like a transition line, and all of a sudden there was a pie that we can only presume is made of the flowers. Yeah, she was. She says something akin to like, "We have flowers to make pie." <laughs> like that's, that's. I mean, that's roughly the level of ex- expository dialogue in this movie. All of a sudden, there's a pie, and Wilfred's got like half the pie on Be- his plate because we needed to have two scenes where Wilfred Brimley breathes through his nose like Tony Soprano. <laughs> like is so like cut. Like I know. Look, we're a fifth rate podcast, and I know how to cut that out. Mm-hmm. You're a movie on a real television station, and you're making me listen to Wilfred Brimley nosebreathe while he slurps down pie. <laughs> he's got half a slice. He's got half a pie on his plate. She's got like the inside of Pac-Man's mouth on her plate, sharing with Wicket. Yeah, he's just like. <laughs> and Frabrinth has one single cry. <laughs> Frabrinth, a part of the crust. Yeah, and that's it. And Brimley was like stabbing him for even taking that much. <laughs> <laughs> Fabrinth got a fork through the hand because he dared to look at Brimley's pie and think, like, maybe I could have some, boss. Wang, no. His hand is stuck to the table yeah. so he can't run away. And Sindel keeps you trying to... You have to watch me eat this pie, Fabrinth. Sindel keeps trying to sneak it away or, like, pull the fork out. He keeps threatening to stab her through the hand. He's, yeah, he stabs Wicket to punish her. <laughs> So then it's just Sindel, like, silently, like, what's, like, single tear rolling as she eats her pie. That's the version of this movie that would actually exist. It's like Walrus, but, like, it's like the dark movie. The dark horror story. <laughs> what, you mean Tusk? Tusk, that's the one. That. <laughs> Where it's like, you're sitting at the dinner table, like, oh, God, I'm at the table with a crazy person, but I can't leave now. <laughs> and she, so then it just ends up with Brimley eating a whole pie in front of this poor girl. She watch can't do anything about it. Yeah. Watch me eat this pie. <laughs> this is the movie that gave him diabetes. Oh, you're not going to finish your pie then? <laughs> I doubt it goes. <laughs> he, she eats a slice and like actually chews it. And he's like, oh, I guess you're finished. And just takes it from her plate. <laughs> I guess you just want to watch me eat the pie. That's fine. <laughs> It's what your friends are doing. Ah, oh, this movie is so stupid. So then, he's little so girl, crotchety. he's so. But he's, they, they bounce back and forth between him being a crotchety old man and being a kindly old gentleman. It's just a lever that keeps getting flipped. <laughs> yeah. Left, right, left, right, left. No rhyme or reason to it. He's just a jerk or super kind. So she gets kidnapped at this point, right? Yeah, because she sang a song. Remember? I don't. She sang the song because you said she's not even a good singer. Oh, yeah. So that was what the witch heard her singing mm-hmm. and turned into a crow and then, like, yeah, appeared yeah. there. She turned, she pulled a, um, what did she pull? What movie is that? I think it might be. Something Wicked? The, that's the movie with the circus, right? Yes. Stay tuned, maybe. No, you know what it is? I think it's that shitty Snow White and the Huntsman movie that came out a couple years ago. I did not see that. I did. There's a sequel coming. I know. Well, that doesn't star Kristen Stewart because they, they wised up. Yeah, so she sings some stupid, shitty song about the stars are my something. That's right. It's like a song that her father taught her or something like yeah, that. And my, the witch... my mom sang me this song when I was scared. Yes. And she sings, and she's not even like little kid good. She's just bad. Yeah. So the witch hears that, and she goes outside like flower picking again or something. Who knows? Yeah. And hears the song, and there's a, like, a glittering white horse and a woman in a flowing... Like, she looks like one of the elves in Lord of the Rings at the end when they're all gods. And she's like, hand me my cape. And she grabs the cape from the girl and flips it around herself. And she turns back into the witch and is like, now I have you. And runs away with her. So they take her to the leader of the fish apes. And the fish ape leader is like, turn on this power cell. And she's like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm clearly a child. What are you talking about? And he's like, ah, right, well, he's power, also, power. He's referring to the power. And yes. like pointing to this thing like, what? 
It's like, do you want me to open my gas tank? And like, do you want, like, I don't understand what you're doing here, sir. It's a cylinder. Do you want me to open a battery? It's a cylinder about the size of a pint glass, give or take. Mm-hmm. And it's clearly part of the spaceship because we saw them take it before. But the principal from Breakfast Club wouldn't turn it on. And that's why he got killed. And so they just assume that all humans know how to turn it on. I'm guessing. But, but she even if you obviously told me that like I get op- get the power out of this. I wouldn't know what the hell you to do. Right, and also a child. So the witch can't get it to work. I'm four years old. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and the witch can't do anything about it. So the fish ape man king he hates her. Yeah, he, he takes he takes the witch's ring because she was a dumbass. Well, yeah, we he had- was like, if she can't, you, she you have till morning, little girl, or I will kill you. And- what? what? I, I, I'm still four. <laughs> I could look at this thing all night and nothing's going to happen. There's no Wikipedia in this universe. So I don't. There's Wikipedia. I don't know what you want me to do about it. Mic drop. <laughs> I'm still still a child. And so he's like, if she dies, you die, witch. And so the witch is like, obviously, I understand completely. And like, like is very obvious. <laughs> she could not be more upfront about the fact that she's reaching for her ring to and, get like, the F out of there. And, like, holds the ring in front of him and, like, then goes to do it and stares him in the face. Like, she turned a spotlight on. She used her magic to <laughs> yeah. turn a spotlight on her hands and then she was doing, like, a Ben Carson hand rub and she's like, oh, I totally understand. I'll get right out of boy. She was, no, it wasn't even a rub, like, uh, I discreetly going for the ring. It was just hand to his face, like, he should kiss my hand. Let me bring my hand to the ring you have plenty of time to stop this. And he grabs it, rips it off her finger. And You yeah. idiot. <laughs> so they are in adjacent cells in the prison. Mm-hmm. And it's time for a little rescue montage starring Wilford, Wilford Brimley, Brimley. And the Wickets. Wicket. Did, did you know they cut out a scene where they the burned down room. Wilford Brimley's house? What? Yeah. There's supposed to be a scene where they burned down his house. Ooh. The evil creatures. Oh, like during the big fight later? No, when they kidnap her. <laughs> when they kidnapped the little girl. So where was Wilford and the Frabrinth and Wicket supposed to be during the fire? Inside? Yeah, they were, It was supposed to be like they were, went to follow the little girl and the fish monsters attacked and burned down his house. That's bananas. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's really crazy. So they they have a grappling hook and a couple other odds and ends and they go to the castle. But not, it's not a space grappling hook. No. It is a very like old world looking grappling hook. It's, it's a Batman Mm -hmm. A Batman grappling hook. Like a swing it around and throw it. Yeah. So (laughs) the scene goes like this. There's a moat and a castle wall because, you know, why not? We're back to Castle Grayskull. (laughs) So he launches the thing and it it gets stuck on the castle wall and they send over the Frabrinth guy because he's the smallest. Because there's something in the moat that will eat you. Yeah, there's some sort of creature in the moat. And so he gets up there. Like, shimmies up the rope, I guess. I don't really remember that part of it. But so he gets up there and he throws the, the hook back down so that they can put the. It's wrapped around a pillar so they can put the like hook a on. Pulley. A, yeah, and use it as a pulley. So they put the hook on Wicket and Wilfred, like, hauls his ass up there. <laughs> and then the people who live in the castle are like, the fish ape people are like, oh, hey, there's an intruder happening here. And so. We were having the conversation while this is going on of like, how are the two of these creatures going to believably lift Wilford Brimley? Yeah. Because Wilford Brimley is not shimmying up a rope. <laughs> so, unless we're doing a full-on Batman and he's walking very casually. But again, Wilford Brimley is not doing that. Like, there's no way. he, he the, the man doesn't do a single athletic move in but, this that's entire That's what I mean. Movie. It would just be him walking normally <laughs> while holding a rope. Yeah, and they had to do like a tilt, over. Yeah. A tilt screen on it. 
So the way they solve this problem is the tiny creatures put the hook around the fish ape monster, and, and then he falls down, and Wilfred gets ripped right up and into like the an thing. elevator. And so it's kind of a perfect solution to that problem. I'll, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. So they go through. They decide they have to sneak through the room of bad guys. So the best way to do that is to put Wicket on Wilfred Brimley's shoulders, have Frabrinth trail behind slowly, and they'll just put a big coat on. <laughs> they do uh, two two little kids in one coat move. Yeah. 100%. And it works. It's it's a real Bojack Horseman situation. Super works. Have you seen that? I've heard of that joke, though. Okay. It's definitely it's the de- man that I've dated. <laughs> yeah, not I want too- a juice box. <laughs> I mean, the little rascals used to do that, I guess, but it's a pretty weird thing to have yeah, they part went of this to movie. See, um, not Ben Stein. They went to see the guy from American Pie. The, guy the dad. From American Pie. The dad in American Pie. Eugene Levy? Yeah. Levy? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Oh, it's Mel Brooks. I lied. It's not Eugene Levy. It's Mel Brooks. They go to see Mel Brooks at the bank. What? In the oh, first they try to get movie. like a loan. Yeah, they go to get a loan from oh, the bank. Oh, I thought Mel you Brooks. were like, they went to see like a performance by Eugene <laughs> Levy. And I was like, wait, Eugene Levy plays himself <laughs> in the Little Rascals movie? What on earth are you talking about? That's not true. No. Mel Brooks plays a banker. I thought Eugene Levy plays I was a like, Reba McIntyre's in there. She is. But she plays a race car driver. As, uh, a. J. Ferguson. It's a weird world we live in, folks. Uh, so they get through there. Then there's two dudes playing cards, and Frabrinth is like, "Hold back, guys! I got this!" And he zips over, and it starts like manipulating the the tree, the the what is the lizard ape creature, the fish, the straight fish up ape. touching him. Yeah. So he's sitting on the keys of the cell, and Frabrinth can't get the keys out. So he's like trying to tug on him, and he doesn't get it. So they're playing cards, and he sticks a card up his sleeve. No, he reaches under the table and takes a card. Yeah. No one sees it. No. Gets, again, up on the table, tucks the card into his sleeve. No one sees it. Nope. Or feels a card now in his sleeve. Because they're like space cards. They're metal. Yeah. They're like heavy industrial cards. And then he goes to collect his chips, and oops, there's a card in his sleeve. And I knew it was going to happen, because uh, we see the little, the little girl sees him. Uh, she's going to say something and ruin everything. Yep. Because she's an idiot. Yep. And all of a sudden she goes, Frabrin! <laughs> Not his name. Whatever his, whatever his real name is. I think is. it's actually Tate. Oh. But Frabrinth is way more fun. Frabrinth is way better. And so they stand up. He not, sees the card. They both shoot each other dead. And that's it. Yeah, they do uh, uh, Greedo and Han, except mm-hmm. only one goes down. They both go down. Yeah, I know. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. Well, only Greedo goes yeah. down. Yeah. So they have they're in the jail and they unlock her cage and they run around. And but they start they open all the other cages too, mm-hmm. and they get to the it's witches. All the other, it's all the other uh, Ewoks, right? And they get to the witches, and, and Wicket sticks the key in to turn it and turns it, and little girl runs over and goes, "No, not her. She's evil," and takes the keys and throws it down <laughs> a, like a like a drain. Yeah. So crazy! <laughs> what little girl? You're like I understand that it's always frustrating when the good guy left the bad guy out at the end of these movies. Mm-hmm. But she just condemned her to death. A hundred percent. This like, five year old girl just gave like, someone a death sentence. It's like, oh, I'm fully aware you're gonna die, bitch. <laughs> like your eyes are gonna melt out of your head, and I'm totally. <laughs> I hope you think it. of me while you burn <laughs> down the drain. <laughs> like the fish ape king is gonna eat you. You're. <laughs> You're going to be the main course at the banquet. <laughs> it's going to be you trussed up on a table, right. hogtied. 
So they obviously get discovered after they've let everyone out of jail. Mm-hmm. And so the fish ape monsters are chasing them around the castle. Very Poor high witch lady still in the cage screaming. <laughs> Anytime you guys want to let me out is fine. No. Great, guys. Please help. And so he they they do the like uh what's it what's it called when you hook onto something and you slide down a rope? They basically like a zip, line. zip line, yeah. So <laughs> Wilfred Brimley is just like grabbing Ewoks and throwing them up onto the rope <laughs> real quick and just like holding on and sliding down. Yeah. There's like three hold onto each other at a time, like yeah. zipping across the moat. And then they finally everyone gets across and uh the bad guys start to climb across the rope. And they whip it down, and they go right into the water. And also, we, we skipped over this, but Wilfred Rimley throws a grappling hook, not with a weapon, but by hand. And it sticks into stone? It, well, it goes, like, perfectly between these two stone slots and then, like, twists and locks. <laughs> it was just like, all right, first try. Across <laughs> you go, Ewoks. Sure. It, <laughs> sure, guys. You don't have the force, Wilfred. Right, exactly. That's the real plot of this movie. Wilfred Brimley is secretly a Jedi. Yeah, and that's what it is. He gets all his power from his mustache. He's old Ben. He is old Ben. So, uh, we get the chase ending from Monty Python and the Holy Grail at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, straight up, it's exactly the sequence of that, where it's just, like, a huge mass of people riding across a plane and, you know, chasing down after these people. And Wilford Brimley is leading them to his ship, which he now has a power source for, because he knows how to operate that power cell. Mm-hmm. And he just starts, like, saying words that end in O-R-E-R. He just, like, check the generator, the circulator, the oscillator, the ventilator. And it's like, wait a minute, the oscillator? <laughs> yeah. Why does your engine have is an oscillator? Are you, are, you, are you riding a desk fan? And this little girl is just, like, totally like, got it. Got no, it's not her. Got it's it. the Ewoks. Oh, that's who have right. zero technological skills. <laughs> if you'll recall, stones and sticks right, from the right. last movie. And also, like, even if you have rudimentary understanding of English, this is pretty niche, niche things that they're they're working on here. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, yep, flick, 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 flicking switches left and right to try to get this engine working. And this leads into an absolutely endless battle sequence. It's, I, it's like 12 I forgot, minutes. I forgot about it's it. It's so long. It so yes. And it's Ewoks with rocks and fish monsters with guns and then turrets of this spaceship, which somehow has more gun stations than the friggin' Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And it's a ship designed for like four people. I don't quite get it. Mm-hmm. They're doing the thing where they like pull the rope across the two trees and people trip or whatever. They're like fish monster, like ride along beasts. Are there? They get tripped and run away. Yeah, they're they're riding these really cool slow mo or claymation uh, monsters. They look like fish with feet. Yeah, and then there's a big climactic battle sequence where Wilford Brimley has a big stick, and the other guy has a big ass the king, the ape king, right? Yeah, the the fish ape king has a sword, and the two of them have a legitimate sword fight sequence where again Wilford Brimley has a stick. It feels kind of like the battle scene in Up. When the two old men are fighting with the canes. <laughs> yeah, there's just lots of parrying. Yeah. So finally, the fish king is deposed. No, because the witch shows up and drops her ring into his hand, which makes him melt. Yeah. For some reason. Because this ring is apparently the magical bestower of all power. But how is she still a raven? She flies by as a raven and drops the ring into his hand. Right. And it makes him melt. Because she couldn't put the ring back on her finger as a raven because she doesn't have fingers. But she can only become a raven with the ring on. Well, you're thinking too hard. Got it. It's a made-for-television Ewok movie we're talking about here. With cheap-ass Angelica Houston. Like, knockoff Angelica Houston. Oh, yeah. That's who I thought it looked like mm-hmm. the whole time in Couldn't Place. 
oh, the Grand Witch. Like, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Or the lady from Captain EO, yeah. who also was played by Angelica Houston. Yeah, no, that's exactly who it was the whole time that we watched this. I couldn't figure out who it was. It is. It's cheap. It's like... Dollar Store Angelica Houston. It is. It's exactly Dollar Store Angelica Houston. Huh. Spelled so. with a G. And an O. <laughs> so... There it is. It's a- Angelica with a G and Houston with an O. Like the city of Houston. Yeah. 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 Yep. So finally it's over. Mercifully, this Thank movie is Christ. It. But before we go, we got to have Wilford and this girl, who I guess he's just adopted now. <laughs> yeah. Because it doesn't really... Like, You're going to live with me now. He basically is like, well, I'll take you back to your people. But she doesn't have any people. Like, that maybe, we know of. Maybe there's a grandma floating around out there. And, and I think he just meant like your other race. Like he's like he's gonna drop her off in a neighborhood. But was that implying that like Wilfred's gonna go back to his weird Ewok cabin? It got burned down, Trip. Well, we didn't see that. But they didn't. They they clearly got burned down. <laughs> I guess. But so she and Wilfred have ridiculously long goodbyes with Wicket and. Frabrinth. Like and they cry. Like they, everybody's crying and they're hugging and being sad. Like like Wicket and her, I get. Frabrinth yeah. and him, I get. I don't get why everyone else is crying. But, but, like, why didn't they just take Frabrinth with them? Because, well, Wicket needs to stay because he's an Ewok and this is Endor where Ewoks live. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm on board It'd be with like that. taking a polar bear and just being like, you're well, coming with me now. Well, right. But, like, also, you know, Wicket wants to stay with his family and stuff. Like, this is his friend and it's sad to see your friend go, whatever. Like, it seems like Frabrinth and Is Wilford the only Frabrinth the, on the planet. But they also seem like the only each other each other's got. Yeah. Well, now he's got a little girl and it's creepy. <laughs> So they finally mercifully take off, and it's the end of this friggin' movie. But is the animated series about this weird girl too, or is it just Ewoks? I would bet yes that they did that. Um, Star Wars colon Ewoks. Oh my god, they look like knockoff versions of the Care Bears. <laughs> oh, you know what they look like? Um, the movie Once Upon a Forest, which no one has. I don't ever... think I'm familiar with that. I watch it all the time. The it was the. <clears throat> the people spilled poisonous gas into the woodland village, and all the woodland creatures are dying. Ferngully? No, not Ferngully. It's the knock. It's similar to Ferngully, but Ferngully was successful. Okay, and yeah. this movie wasn't. I'm not familiar. The little girl is dying, and they have to go collect, you know, ingredients for the cure that to save her like life. Sounds like the plot of Ferngully. It's very similar to Ferngully. Obviously. Okay. And they build a flying machine and take off and fly, and there's a gospel choir of birds. No, not ring a bell. I watch. I'll show you later. But that's what they look like. It doesn't say. Okay, so Wicked, let's just... Wicked is there. Weechie, Willie, Winda, Deej. I, I really wish we had watched that because I'm curious to know. Like, do they speak English in that, or is it like in the holiday special where the first 12 minutes is just I'm assuming they speak at each other? Because we, I mean, obviously it came out in 1978, so it's not eligible for us, but we thought about bending the rules a little bit to do the holiday special, but... 1978, you said? Yeah. But the holiday special is pretty much unwatchable. However, friggin' B. Arthur is there, and she is my idol. Right, but I'm not exaggerating when I tell you the first 12 minutes of the holiday special is Wookiees talking to each other with no subtitles. I know. Like, ex- legitimate 12 minutes of... So... Probably not the best use of our time. It doesn't look like Sindel shows up in Okay, so show. we just have to hope that Sindel and Wilford lived happily ever after. We never got the conclusion of that thread. He ate her. They got deep into space and ran out of supplies and mm-hmm. he just cooked, cooked and ate her. Or there was a, a, there was a face hugger egg on the ship. <laughs> uh, the chest burster bursts through her chest. <laughs> or even, I no, it's alien when she is Ripley and Wilford turned into the oh, alien. Oh, she's Ripley? Yeah. Oh, I was she, picturing him Ripley. She has to fight Wilford like 
turned into an Xenomorph. I was, I was picturing <laughs> Wilfred no, Brimley trying to Wilfred squeeze. is in the thing, and he turns into like a huge monster from the thing. So oh. it's Wilfred's thing monster, and her is Ripley on the spaceship. See, I was picturing him trying to squeeze his fat ass into the into the power lifter, <laughs> and he's just like. Get off her, you bitch! I'm just picturing like, like when you like when a dough bursts through a can, and that's him through the little grates of the power lifter. He squished himself in there. Oh, Wilfred Brimley. Is he alive? Yes. Oh, I feel bad now. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say neither of us is recommending this. No, not even for curiosity's sake. Look up images because the production value is pretty cool. Yeah, but this is a weird thing and yeah. just a weird chapter of the Star Wars saga. Uh, a, a low point before we got to the prequels, I guess. Mm-hmm. We should probably do everybody's favorite segment. Hot tag taglines. Hot tag tagline. Ewoks, the battle for Endor. Wicket made that hang glider. <laughs> Hot tag tagline. Ewoks, the battle for Endor. Uh, since we're talking Star Wars, let's do one more fun thing we like to do. Let's do uh, Mary F. Kill for the original trilogy. The Ridge Dridge. I like I said before. I know them as the original, the snowy one, and the Job of the Hut one. Yeah. So, and I watched the Job of the Hut one a lot because it had the Ewoks in it. Also, I like looking at all the creatures in Jabba's palace. That was cool. So I'm gonna say marry the Ridge F, the Jabba one Jedi Jedi, and uh, kill Empire. Really? Mm-hmm. You're killing the best movie. I I like I, the original movie is sort of its own thing. I like it for what it is. I find Empire to be one of the few sequels that's better than the original, although it is kind of a downer movie. So I, I'm this is a struggle for me for uh, the Mary one because I'm definitely effing Jedi because that was my favorite when I was a kid. Probably again because of the Ewoks and it was uh, adventurous, but the the marry and kill part is hard for me because Empire is the best of the movies. Like, objectively. But mm-hmm. I don't know that I want to watch it every day. So I'm going to go with Marrying Empire because it's the best made of the trilogy. But it's a tough one. And I'm going to kill the original New Hope, which is which is kind of blasphemous. So theoretically, you kill that one and then not the others exist. Exactly. So I have to I have to do it after they all exist. Mm-hmm. I wait till they're all around and then I decide to court them. No, I think, I think then. I think it would be like a time travel paradox thing <laughs> where you kill the original. No, but see, I've already married... Empire and boffed yeah, but Jedi. Empire never happened. But I already married it. So but you lose that. You lose that mate. <laughs> they just disappear. Yeah, back they disappear. To future style. Yeah, back uh. to future style. You kill the original, and they all just vanish. <laughs> so you're saying you can't? You, you have to. You have Suddenly, to make millions of nerds Christmas lists are like thousands of dollars lighter. <laughs> it was like a I bunch want of this eight foot Kylo Ren. A bunch of voices cried out, and all ones were silenced. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> The the sad nerds happened. Yeah. So why do you want? Why do you want to spend a thousand dollars on a Kylo Ren? What does he do? I don't know. He's got a lightsaber with like a cross brace on it that doesn't make any sense. It would really hurt you a lot as you use it, but it looks cool. Well, the theory is that it's not a real lightsaber, not an actual lightsaber. What? Like he made it himself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even if he made it himself, the cross guards are going to hurt you. I agree. No, I agree. But there's that's what it's not like. And don't give me this. Weird nerds finding one picture of a sword that had sword cross braces because it's stupid. I don't know what I was talking about. You know, you know the trailer. Yes, yeah, he has the the yeah. He's got the, it's a T. Yeah, so like a bunch of people like me were like, logically that's stupid, and mm-hmm. then a bunch of nerdy people were like, um, actually, here's one picture of a sword from the Middle Ages that had the same cross brace as actually miniature swords, and it's like, yeah, okay, one sword. <laughs> All other swords did not have this because, oh yeah, it's super stupid and dangerous. I agree. 
I, I'm not saying you don't. I'm speaking to that guy. No. I'm not putting you in a position. I'm just looking I mean, at I you. Never said There's that. nowhere else to look in the room. What are you just looking to stare off into space as I make my yeah, points? Look at the Mickey clock. <laughs> So episode seven comes out next week. I forget. Next week. It's this 18th. Okay. So, so it's the week after this podcast. Okay. So I guess we'll, we'll help you uh, get, get up into there and then uh, maybe possibly we'll do a post episode seven. Another back to the future. Yeah. Possibly. As we called it before. Yeah. We'll, we might do a current thing for that. Well, because we'll, we, we are not seeing an opening weekend. Right. So if it's already too far past the hype and all that, we might just skip it, but we'll say that's a possible thing to come. That's a long way of rambling on our way out of here. So, should we give the people a clue for next time? You know Dasher and Dancer, That right? they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, presumably they do. I don't want to speak to everybody's knowledge of Christmas carols, but presumably you do both. I mean, is that the right clue? <laughs> yeah, yes. Don't you forget about me. Dissect in the 80s is a chum some of this production. Hot tag tagline. Ewoks, the battle for Endor. Diabetes. I thought you were going to breathe. <laughs> 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 uh, that's funny. I'm going to do that. All right. Ewoks, the battle for Endor. <laughs>